Welcome to the Top 5 of Death, a weekly podcast where the hosts deliver a top five list on a given topic. The listeners vote on the list they agree with the most. The winner writes short stories about how the other co-hosts perish, listen, and die. BWK. I've been drinking a lot. Yeah. Construct it. Hello. Bro. I love the Ku Klux Klan, I hate women. Matt. There's buttholes to be messing with. DJ. What a perfectly executed beginning of this episode. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to this uh, very special bonus episode of the Top 5 of Death. Um, if you're listening to this, actually, I'm not sure when this is going to release because I haven't talked with our guest as to when that's going to happen. Probably something we should have figured out before I hit the record button, but here yeah. we are. Yeah, fuck it. We'll yeah, do it live. It. Uh, so, yeah, so a uh, very special episode uh, this week. Um, we have a guest on. He's going to talk about a, uh, a wrestling-themed party card game that we are definitely going to talk a lot about, play a quick round, and then we're going to do our top five wrestling promos. Uh, but on the show this week, we have DJ. Hey. Jeff. Hello. Fro. Oh, yeah. And as I have already mentioned, our very special guest, Dennis. Hey, how's it going, guys? Dennis, what is up? Not much, man. I'm uh, excited to uh, be here and talk to you guys about uh, Smack Talk Showdown. Smack Ooh. Talk Showdown is the name of the game. So how we came about this was uh, last, was it last weekend or two weekends ago? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago was PAX, uh, PAX East, and Fro and I went, mm-hmm. and we were walking around, and as you know, people dress up, and we and Fro was dressed, had a uh, Macho Man loud, very loud jacket. Thanks, sick. Uh, but there was a Macho Man walking around, and we just thought it was like a regular cosplayer at first, and then um, he handed us a card. Yep. Uh, promoting this game called Smack Talk Showdown, and then we talked to him a little bit about it, and then obviously uh, the game's amazing. So we went to the table where it was, learned more about it, and uh, we uh, I need this game to exist. Uh, <laughs> so so Dennis, tell us um, tell us a little bit about Smack Talk Showdown. Tell us about the um, the sh- uh, like the story behind it, why you guys started it, and things like that. Sure. So, Smack Talk Showdown. You know, my my elevator pitch is that it's cards against humanity with wrestling smack talk. So it's a wrestling promo party card game. Hell yeah! Uh, and the reason it exists is because uh, me and my two partners, Danny and Matt, we all worked at the same uh, video game studio, and they had a game jam, a two day game jam, uh, as kind of like a team building experience slash also like hey if anything interesting comes of this maybe we'll develop it into a game huh huh and sounds like some free uh r&d <laughs> pretty much it, well it's like a very compressed r&d kind of deal yeah and uh matt he put up in this slack channel he was like hey i don't know if anybody else is interested but i kind of want to do a tabletop game about wrestling promos and as soon as i read it i was like oh <gasps> Yeah, it's like the little <laughs> light went off on my head. I was like, uh, and I couldn't type fast enough. I was like, yes, I'm in. I have a million <laughs> ideas for this. I'm super excited. And so we we developed the game two days. We had a prototype deck. We played it with folks at the studio, and it went really well. And it was super fun. And I was like, well, the video game company that we all work for is not going to want to develop this as a thing because they're a video game company. Right. They don't make card games although they are now making a card game. Oh, um, on them, huh? How the tables have turned. But it's it's it they're a very very specific genre focused uh video game company. So I was like a wrestling promo card game is not a thing that you guys are going to want to put money into. Right. You work for Nabisco Games, right? <laughs> Correct. Right. It's all about it's all about crackers and cookies. <laughs> the cracker um, games. Yeah. You know those ones. I wouldn't play one of those. Oh, come on, bro. Yeah, you better not. Come on now. Uh so 
we um I went and I asked the uh, co-founder of the studio. I said, "Hey, can I have it back?" And he was like, "Yeah, sure." They were like, "Yeah, <laughs> wrestling promo card." Yeah, sure. Here, have it back. So we've been developing it over the past year, and three weeks before PAX East, we finally got to this place where like we we kind of finalized the designs of the cards, and we got it to a place where we really liked it. And I had gotten this logo. Uh, made by an amazing graphic artist named uh, Melissa McCallion. And it was everything was starting to come together. And uh, three weeks before PAX East, I got laid off. Oh, oh my God. Wow. So, Such a story. I didn't know anything about this. This is news to me. <laughs> yeah. So I went to my partners and I was like, look, we finally got to a place. We wanted to do something for PAX East. I want to launch a Kickstarter campaign. I want to get the game out in front of people. I want to play it with folks, and I want to get them excited about it. So that, and they can, so hopefully they'll feel motivated to give us some money, so we can actually get this game printed. So that's where we're at. So we have a Kickstarter campaign. We have two weeks left as of today. So we'll talk about when this actually goes out. But really, the earlier the better for me. <laughs> sure. Yeah, we can um, do that. <clears throat> let's put it up right now. So it's two, two Live. more, yeah. two, 14 more days. And just last night, we passed 50% funding. Hell yeah. So we're halfway through the campaign, and we're halfway through uh, our, uh, halfway to our goal. Right. So uh, smacktalkshowdown.com, that's, that's the address that will take you directly to our Kickstarter campaign. 25 bucks gets you 500 unique full-color cards, 10 exclusive Kickstarter cards, and since it's going to take a little while before... Uh, all this is actually going to be able to get printed because that's get printed overseas and such. Um, downloadable print and play copy the week after we fund. Right. So uh, smacktalkshowdown.com. Uh, go to that site. I'm telling you this. I'm not asking you this. This is right from Daddy Top Five. <laughs> da- can we call you that from now on? Absolutely. You can call it Daddy Top Daddy Pot. I can't Daddy Pot. It. Daddy Pot. <laughs> it's official. Throw out your Daddy Pot. Uh, go to smacktalkshowdown.com. Uh, we've we've kickstarted it already um, because like as I said, I need this game uh, to exist. You love like tabletop games. I so. love tabletop games. I love party games. I love yelling at people and I love wrestling. <laughs> um, so I, it's like someone was like, "What game would you like to make?" And I was like, "I don't know. Go into my brain and figure it out." And this is the game that kind of popped out, and I was so excited about it. I, I brought like three different people over to the table yep. during the week, and I was like, "Come see this game. Come see this game." And um, my our friend uh, Ken, I walked over. I was like, "Hey, watch this, Ken! Kickstart this game." He goes, uh, "Okay," and then just <laughs> yep. threw twenty dollars at yep. it. Uh, but that's what Ken does. Sounds like Ken. Yeah, uh, the, the game is awesome. Uh, it, it's so much fun. So let's so get into it, right? That's, so we're gonna play a, a quick round just yep. to get a feel for it. Um, so explain the rules of the game, how it's yep. played, and why it's fun. So there's four different cards in the game. Okay. Uh, there are two name decks, and there are uh, a segment deck and what we call the smack card deck. And essentially, uh, every round is called a segment, and three people play, two wrestlers and a producer. So the two wrestlers each pull one card from each of the name card decks, and any combination of those two words is your wrestling persona. Like examples of? So like, you know, it would be like the techno demon, or the lil dentist, or the... (laughs) Um, Lil. The, you know, it's like the, the <laughs> top five daddy, the savage soldier. <laughs> daddy you know, top five. Is daddy da- top five. Well, I mean, hell yeah, we might have to put that in there. Now. <laughs> hey, I hope people play and they go, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> like, what? What is top top five? What? <laughs> um, 
And so then the producer pulls a segment card. It tells you where you are and what you're fighting about. So things like you were tag team that broke up okay. or one of you injured the other. <laughs> or one of one of you one of them cheated in their last match. Oh, but the, it gets more even more like there's like ones where it's like you're busting up the other wrestler's wedding. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> oh, I wish I had that car for Jeff's wedding. Oh yeah, well man, at least I had a wedding. Oh, <laughs> we're not even playing the game yet. <laughs> little inside uh, inside baseball there, Dennis. Uh, I I was engaged and it didn't didn't work out. And then yeah. Jeff Jeff successfully pulled off a marriage. <laughs> so far, that's uh, true. And then, so there's there's a lot of cards like that. And then, uh, forty five seconds each. Uh, each wrestler gets forty five seconds to cut their promo. Okay. Producer chooses who goes first, and then the producer pulls three smack cards, and each wrestler gets one, and they can be played at any time during the promo. And then whatever's on the smack card has to be incorporated into uh, your promo. Okay. So it's things like you know. You now have a Russian accent, or you have to talk about this very specific thing. Like you have to, you know, talk. You have to make fun of the person for skipping leg day, or (laughs) (laughs) you have to make, you know, you have to tell them, you know, there's a there's a new card that hasn't been added to this deck yet. um, Because one of our Kickstarter rewards is 200 bucks. You get to add your own smack card. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's a a brand. It's a brand new tier we launched this week, and uh, somebody's card is. Make fun of, sorry. That's fine. Fro does it make, every second. Yeah. Make fun of the other wrestler for not calling their mom enough. <laughs> uh, Was that like a like a Brutus like a Brutus Clay somebody call your mama somebody reference? Somebody call my mama. Right. So there's a bunch of references like that too in in the game that are like if you are a professional wrestling fan you'll get it right, and if you're not a professional wrestling fan it's still fun right. Like it doesn't. It doesn't really matter, but it, like if you are a professional wrestling fan, you'll get it on a totally different level. Oh yeah, right. It seems like I mean, who, what person in you know the country doesn't understand like the trope of Americana? If you if you walked up to anybody and says, "Hey, talk like a wrestler," mm. they would right. they would have an idea of something that's I feel a like tropey. They would instantly also call you brother. Yeah, yeah, it, or it something. Sure. Hogan. Yeah, it's so yeah. ingrained into you know our our culture and society that I this game it, there's no reason why you'd be like, well, I don't like wrestling, so this game isn't for me. It's like then you don't like fun, and no game is for you, and because it's like Cards Against Humanity. I don't know. I'm a nice person, so I'm not going to play the game. <laughs> yeah. So it's like well, that's the dumbest thing ever. But um, yeah. So I th- I mean that's the thing. It's like there's two things that you need to understand about this game. It's like wrestling personalities are big. And you have to want to smack talk your friends, right? Oh, that's that's, best. that's really all that this is about, right? Um, so forty five seconds each, and then everyone who's not playing in that current segment is the audience. And there are certain cards that affect the audience. There are audience chants. You can pull an audience <laughs> member in to be like your tag team partner. Now you both cut a promo. Oh, um, but at the end, the audience actually votes to decide who won. Right. That person gets to keep the segment card, and then the play keeps going around. Um, we The win condition that we have is that you have to p- keep playing until someone has three segment cards. But we also realize that this is a party card game, and like, I don't, I don't know that I've ever played a party card game to the win condition. <laughs> I just keep playing until I'm bored right. or I'm too drunk. Right. So, Hello. <laughs> so that's kind of uh, that's so that's 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 the game in a nutshell. All right. 
So that is the game. And so, uh, have you tried to reach out to Vince McMahon? Not, not directly, and not yet. I'm actually <laughs> trying to. My, my, my idea for this is to get this version funded without the WWE knowing about it. <laughs> um, I've, I've actually like specifically like we've come up with cards before where I'm like we have to figure out a different way to phrase that because I don't want to be sued. You don't want to put right. handsome Rusev on a card. Correct. <laughs> All right. Uh, so it'd be like handsome Randy. I don't know something. <laughs> you know. Um, I get you. But uh, one of my uh, one of my partners uh, has a family member who actually has direct access to a wrestler on the WWE roster. Oh. So I believe the game is getting put in front of them. Cool. And we'll see what happens. Is it a local wrestler? And by local, I mean from West Newbury, Massachusetts? Uh, it is not that wrestler. <laughs> oh. But it is somebody who is, is from the area. Oh. Um, is he covered in hair? Maybe he doesn't want to say. I know. Is there a reason he's why we're not? not <laughs> he's not covered in hair, but I don't want to. I don't want to say it because I don't. I I don't even know that it's happened yet. Okay. Can, can you get us uh, their phone number so we can call them on the show? That's yeah, also a thing. We try to get a celebrity phone number so we can call them on the show. Oh, I see. <laughs> any, by the way, that's just a quick reminder to everyone out there. If anyone's got any celebrity phone number, <laughs> send it this way. Oh, you know whose number we do have? Chris Jericho's. Yeah, we already tried to call it. We did try to call it. We do have Chris Jericho's actual phone number. How did you get oh. Chris Jericho's phone number? He did a we, in we, store. Don't, it. don't out yourself. All oh, right, Jesus Christ! <laughs> You're so I had it. He gave it to me under confidence through a promotional thing where I used to work. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Kate, <laughs> man, you're the worst with secrets. Well, I wasn't. Yeah. I, I got your number, Chris. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really smack talked his show down. Yeah, man. I, I, love, I love the name of the game. It smack is great because you got Smackdown in it, you got talk show in it, <laughs> and you got smack. Smack. Uh, how's it go? <laughs> what's, what's the game called? You really called Smack Talk Showdown. Yeah, I love you, it. You love it. Apparently, I do. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's play a round, a uh, quick round. Yep. So we'll just go through. Um, so let's see, one, two, three. Let's play three rounds because they're essentially quick, right? Oh, actually, no. Why can we can we alter the game just for the sake of time? Can you just sure. uh, give us one thing, and we'll each cut a, uh, a forty-five second promo and just you know like from it, like on the, you mean like from the segment thing. Right, so imagine. Um, give us the give us the gimmick card, or I forget the name of it. Yeah, give us each a name. Yes, and then okay. yeah, we'll each do our own a little. A little All right, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Can we'll we have do, separate we'll, topics? Because yeah. I don't want to talk about the same thing. No, you should talk about the same thing. Yeah, DJ. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, is so that so that it's like a level playing field. Oh, okay. And right. then we decide who does, and then I'll decide who does who did the best job. That's right. Because right. that's the way that it, when we usually play it, if if you don't have an audience and you only have three people, which you, is all really that's required. Right. The producer is the one who decides, anyways. That's true. So like, you're the producer. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So let's do that. Uh, I'm ready. All right. Um, who else is ready for a little? Smack talk show down. <laughs> um, how explicit can we be? This is a top five of death, baby. Yeah. Well, yes. I didn't know if this is like I a mean, PG. Do we want to tell game? the story that Fro told recently? Nope. Yeah, we can talk about it. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. Can that be the topic? <laughs> oh no. I Dennis, just, so, just so you know, you, you know, I forget it. No, don't I don't do want to. I don't want to tarnish your game. Yeah, so yeah. We won't talk. <laughs> we'll about tell you it. off the air. We'll tell you off the air. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> uh, all right. So I'm gonna hand you guys each two cards. Uh, and then you decide what combination of those two words is your wrestler okay. name. <laughs> can you do like the less obvious one? Oh yeah, no, it's it's any combination of those two words. So you can do the less obvious one if you want. All right, I got mine. 
<laughs> these are great. These are great looking cards. So I know. Yeah, this feels these, so good. Would these be the cards that are, will be in the game? Yes, absolutely. All right, they feel nice. They yeah. look professional. They're legit. They're legit game cards. They're wonderful. Yeah. They also uh, the wonderful luchador ma- mask on them. The logo is great too. Oh yeah, I I, I worked very a, a long time trying to get that right. Yeah, and, it looks good. Uh, Everything looks the really designer great. is fantastic. So hell yeah. Okay. All right. So I like actually I like this card and I think it will work for four people. Great. Uh, in a, in a fantastic way. This card is ready to mingle. Uh. So the wrestlers, our wrestlers, are on a dating competition show. All right. You have to convince the audience, me, that you are the most desirable. <laughs> okay. So let me get a timer up here. Whoop. That's not a timer. That's porn, Matt. <laughs> well, that's how I time things, how long porn videos are. I got <laughs> One four, minute. I how got long a, I can last? Let me find a 45-second porno, and we'll do that. All right, so oh baby, so, oh baby. So are you gonna pull out the uh, the gimmick change cards too, or yep. okay. yeah? And so I, the, the best way to play them, anyways, is to like actually whoever plays them say like just say it out loud, be like, hey, so now you have to do this, now you have to do that. So I'll just call them out, okay, as we go. Great. All right, so we have our wrestling names and we have our topic ready to mingle. We're trying to convince a contestant on a dating show that we are in fact the most desirable. Yes. Okay. So who's going first? Um, not me. Yeah, not me. Matt, you're going first. I and we'll go around. All right, fine. We'll go around. Should I? Do I reveal my name first and then do the promo, or do I do yes. do it within? No, you can reveal your name first because every everyone should know. Typically, like so that if you want to like cut the promo against the other person, you'll know what their name is. So should we go around and say our names? Yeah, sure. <clears throat> uh, should we do that now? Yeah. All I right. Would. So um, my wrestling name is uh, Professor Ultimate. Oh, that's so cool. That's pretty good. <laughs> Fro? I am uh, the Regal Barbarian. Oh, what oxymoron. I'm the Acrobatic <laughs> Monster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Macho Killer. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. Oh, that's, I know. That's, that's tough. <laughs> Too soon. Too, Too soon. soon. Killer. All right, so um, Professor Ultimate will go first. <laughs> yep. All right, so I'll, I'll just uh, time myself, I suppose. <clears throat> Captain Sano. <laughs> All right, uh, and um, so here we go. <clears throat> oh, what is up, everybody out there in Loveland? This is Professor Ultimate here, and he's here to teach you about sex and doing stuff. Now, <laughs> let me tell you a little something about me. I graduated from the School of Sexology at the age of 10, before I even got any hair on my little pubic area. <laughs> now, let me just tell you one thing about me, all right? I got a two-inch ding-dong that grows into a 10-inch wing-wong. Am I right, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> That's right. So... Here at uh, Professor Ultimate Academy, where you will go and learn the ways to get blasted in the butt. So now you have to uh, perform your promo as if you drank an entire case of energy drinks. <laughs> because I was just like, yo, you know what would be even better than having sex? Having sex a hundred times, a hundred times, baby. And that's good. <laughs> Guess what? When I'm ready to blow, I'm not ready to blow because I'll pinch it off at the tip and I'll save it for later. That's right, what? baby. Hey, you shut up over there before I'm here and put my foot up in your ass because that's also a sex move. I call it foot ass. That's 45 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> That was that, that was that was very good. I liked how the the ding dong grew into a wing dong. <laughs> that was my favorite part. Well, that's an old classic. I dusted off for you the old ding dong. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, forty five seconds is uh, goes by fast. Yeah, it does. Uh, it does. You know, it's, it's so funny because there are some people who it feels like forever. <laughs> like we're about yeah. to witness with Fro. Yeah. Hey now, come on. Uh, yeah, no, forty five seconds was just like. 
because like it, you know what it is too is like it makes you appreciate actual promos. Oh, I know. Because like of trying to get a point across and trying to like do something within a certain amount of time, it's not easy. Um, but yeah. I think I was awesome. So no, you did a great job. That Thanks. Was, that was great. Thank that was you. a good way to start us off. All right. So follow that up, Fro, you piece of shit. Jesus Christ. This is all within the game. Oh, okay, good. You still kind of promo on me? Uh, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, uh, you fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's not even your turn. Come on, man. All right, so whenever, you're, whenever you're ready, uh, what's your name again? I am the Regal Barbarian. <laughs> okay, the Regal Barbarian. Regal Barbarian. And when you start, I will start the thing. All right, and I'm on the dating show, right? <clears throat> yes. Yeah, All right. You're already 10 seconds in. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am the Regal Barbarian. I have class, but I also have brass. All right, you there, Ult- Professor Ultimate. You want to turn your winky into a dinky or your dinky <laughs> into a winky? I don't think so. You know why? Because that's not classy, and it's very brassy. brassy? All right, so I'm going to play the retrospective <laughs> card. You have to reminisce about the history of your career. <laughs> You know what? Back in my day, you know, I used to slam the macho killer around and the acrobatic monster. Oh, man. Oh, man. You know, I used to slam them. And that reminds me of my love life, you know? Oh Just I'd slam and slam them. <laughs> <laughs> and you, ultimate, ultimate professor, Professor Ultimate, I'll never remember your goddamn name. Mm. Hey, now. Come on, people. Time. I'm the Regal Barbarian. <laughs> Say slam more times. Slam. <laughs> All right. That's hard. Right? (laughs) 45 seconds feels like nothing. So, obviously, I mean, if we wanted to, we could, you could, not to say that to alter your rules, but you could always be like, oh, let's do 90 seconds if you wanted to. (laughs) You could, there's a a million ways to adjust the rules of this game. Loose. Right. Sure. Playing fast and loose. All right. So, acrobatic monster. Are we ready? (laughs) So, when you're ready, I will start. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Waiting on you. Oh, oh! So I start. Yeah. Okay. Jesus ready? Christ. Yeah, that's right, boys and girls. It's me, the acrobatic monster, swinging in from the three rings. Yeah, you know everybody uh, thinks that I can't handle a uh, love life, but tell you what, I'm used to swinging, so I have more experience. Uh, so now I'm gonna play the TVPG card. If you curse, your promo's over. <laughs> So, like I said, you little cherubs, what I would like to do is swing, swing my... uh, Hey, I'm actually going to change your gimmick. You're now a plumber. Swing my plunger into the restaurant and make sure that everybody's fine. And we will light candles and have dinner. Who couldn't resist that? Swing say, my pl- say swing more, by the way. Uh, sorry, he, he's an acrobat. <laughs> I mean, it does drive the point home that he is an acrobat. <laughs> that is true. And that could have been an onomatopoeia. He was making the sound of swinging. I thought you were going to swing that All-American Reject song. <laughs> oh, good good one. Thank you. That's a reference for uh, people at my age. Uh, cool. So let me bring up the stopwatch again. So DJ's <laughs> left. So you could, um, So for reference, you could change that gimmick three times for each person, technically. You could change it as many times as there are cards. So if you had like five gimmick change cards. And, and why would you have more than, did you just accrue them over time? No, no. I mean like that would be a really weird part of the game. There's only like 10 gimmick change cards in the entire deck. Oh, okay. So, I mean, it's very rare that you would ever change the gimmick more than once. Ah, Can But you- I mean, technically, if you drew at the top of the segment, if you drew five Gimmick change cards, 
and three of them are on the producer and two of them are on each wrestler and the wrestler wanted to play the gimmick change card on themselves you could oh. do five gimmick changes in 45 seconds can you um change my card after every sentence <laughs> uh hold on i got maybe i got to get some more but yeah <laughs> Well, however many you have, that should be fine. <laughs> I only have 45 seconds after all. That's right. But I only need 10. <laughs> 10 seconds it is. <laughs> no, all right. All right. All so right, when, good. when you're ready, I'm ready. All right, ladies. First and foremost, I am a lady killer. But most importantly, I'm the macho killer. Uh, Globetrotter, uh, speak about your championship wins all across the world. Ooh. As I'm spinning this basketball on my finger, <laughs> I won the pie-eating contest in Biloxi, Mississippi. Uh, now boast about how many wrestlers you've trained. I've trained four wrestlers <laughs> in my entire career, <laughs> and none of them have made it past the indie circuit. Uh, you're now uh, you're out of shape, so deliver the rest of your promo out of breath. <sighs> Has anyone seen the, my Oreos? <laughs> I, I guess I'll just have to settle for this donut. Uh, I and I thought this was apropos. Uh, breaking kayfabe, reveal your opponent's real name. <laughs> Matt Bistany. <laughs> I what swear to God, I... if you ate all my Oreos, <laughs> I'm going to have to go out to the grocery store. Ty! And buy them for your sister, Melissa Bistany. <laughs> oh! oh! Professor Ultimate has no siblings. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Ultimate was an only child. <laughs> he was an only child because his dad only did it one time. <laughs> one time, baby. I love your. <laughs> no idea where it comes the, from. The, the voice is like half the ladies' man from <laughs> SNL oh, yeah. and weirdly Dusty Rhodes at the same time. The baby is definitely oh, baby. Dusty. <laughs> that game fucking rules. That is a <laughs> game. Uh, I'm mad that we even have a show to do right yeah. now. You know, I gotta, I gotta say though, I'm gonna give it to the Macho Killer just because he really took it and ran with it. And he was like, "Give me one every sentence." Hell yeah! Oh, and yeah. I really appreciate. Yeah, we'll we'll give it to him. So that's right. Uh, DJ won that round. Uh, very uh, debatable. I yeah, would I say. know. Acrobatic Monster is pretty good. Uh, Professor Ultimate had the most sex talk in his thing, and he didn't repeat uh, only the DJ. So you two are disqualified. What? <laughs> I really just made up. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry I didn't use Slim a million times in my promo. All right, hey, so it's wrestling. Well, now it's... the show has been disbanded because we can't agree. <laughs> slam talk, slam down with Fro. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, that's all right. gonna be uh, that's the that's the next expansion pack. Uh, slam talk, slam down. Which slam talk, slam down with fro with fro. Where you can really ruin hey. your friendships. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. That game fucking rules. So smacktalkshowdown.com will bring you to the Kickstarter. Kickstart the shit out of this game. You need it. I need it. Um, top five has kickstarted it, so it's got our blessing. And uh, so give them all the money they need. Uh, buy ten. Buy a hundred million copies. Does that seem apropos? I, I love it. <laughs> Please buy. A hundred million copies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. So, um, so I'm sure we'll talk about the game a little bit more. So, SmackDownShowdown.com. Go there. Um, it's it's amazing. So, what we're gonna do now is um, so we talk about we we have like wrestling references all of the show all the time, and some people pick up on them, some people don't. Um, so there are there's an audience for wrestling fans. Oh yeah, let me give you your cards back so I don't copy them and sell them as my own. Called Smack Talk <laughs> Bone Down. It's all about sex. Bone uh, down. <laughs> <laughs> I, you guys are just tossing out the expansion idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to say though, someone asked me last night. I was on some. Uh, I was on a Twitch stream, um, and somebody asked me. They're like, 
are you going to do like an adults only one? I was like, oh, I have my my quote unquote attitude era <laughs> expansion set That's awesome. already. That's funny, as if like that person couldn't think of any naughty words on his own. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell me how to be gross? <laughs> uh, cool. So we're going to do right now is uh, so obviously this game's all is based around promos. So we're going to do top five uh, wrestling promos. Uh, I put best. I, I I did best and worst. Uh, yeah, I did the same. Just, it's what's it's whatever's up to you. You know, if that's your number five promo and it's shitty, then there's your promo. So as this isn't on my list, but this is like my one of my favorite examples of. A, a wrestling promo that is necess- not necessarily good, but very much wrestling. I hope it, it's not on my list. <laughs> it, sh- it may or may not be. I hope it's not, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, this is from my character that I, w- I was for the Royal Rumble party uh, this past year. Okay. So this is a wrestling promo from a WWE wrestler from the 90s called Tugboat. <laughs> um, this is a 45-second promo, and you know what's very funny is we just made fun of Jeff and Fro for repeating the same word. <laughs> and he does it in this professional promo on TV, by the way. So this is uh, Tugboat's promo. I'm just pulling it up now. Here it comes. And an ad. <laughs> there might be an ad. There's an ad. <laughs> so we're just going to wait for the ad. It's only Oh, I can skip it in two seconds. And here we go. So this is the uh, Tugboat promo. <laughs> this is the old Tugboat. And I've come here to tell you there's a brand new, great, big, giant fish in the WWF ocean. Calls himself the Undertaker. And I don't know where Brother Love dug him up from. But when I look across and stare him in the eye, those cold, steely, dead eyes, it reminds me of the eyes of a great white shark that's real hungry. Well, you got a real big, hungry tugboat here. And I've got a big, special harpoon ready to jab right in your thick skin. So let me tell you something, Undertaker. You you and brother love when they come and you mess with the tugboat you better be prepared for the toughest nastiest fight you'll ever have in your life <laughs> so if you didn't know this uh, oh you, you feed tugboats yeah. they eat things oh really I, I guess so why would they lie to me but that is very much a wrestling promo. I uh-huh. thought he was going to say Steely Dan eyes. <laughs> Those Steely Dan uh, So we're going to talk about our Steely Dan eyes. <laughs> Stab them with their Steely knife. <laughs> the Steely knife and their Steely Dan eyes. With my steely big harpoon. Uh, right. So top five wrestling promos. Uh, best and worst. Who wants to start? Jeff, uh, why don't you start? Okay. Oh, actually, for the, for the show, uh, DJ and Jeff... For the sake of time, right. I've agreed to combine their list. They're a tag team. They're yeah. essentially the tag team of the episode. What's but your team name? Uh, what was your the, the raging um, hormones? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's hear from the raging hormones. What's the raging hormones number five on the top five uh, best slash worst promos? Uh, our number five is um, Ric Flair stripping on Nitro. <laughs> Um, Calling out Eric Bischoff. Which time? Yeah, I know shit. <laughs> the, the one that he, he calls out Eric Bischoff on, and he stri- he throws all of his clothes into the stands, and he lists the pr- the uh, the retail price <laughs> of, of every item: thirty thousand dollar Rolex and every item, two thousand dollar alligator skin belt, yeah, three thousand dollar shoes, and he fucking guns them into the audience. <laughs> Yeah, he does. He does not put an arc on that shoe toss. No. He whipped it like yeah. straight down at an angle into some mom's face, like a Bond villain. <laughs> so oh uh, God, that's terrific. Who throws a shoe? Yeah. Right. <laughs> honestly, who throws a shoe? Who throws a shoe? I mean, honestly. So, um, what was I going to say? So he 
he takes off his blazer and doesn't give it a knee or an elbow drop before he throws it into. He's too like he's too into it. He's too fired up about. He it. He does like an elbow off. drop, but he like on a on three hundred dollars. Sorry, three thousand dollars in cash. Yeah, don't <laughs> undercut it. On yeah. three thousand dollars in cash, and they yeah. threw it into the audience. No, he threw it on the ground and gave it an elbow drop. He also ripped up like three one hundred dollar bills. <laughs> Did he? Yeah, it's. <laughs> I don't know how he didn't have a heart attack during this promo alone. But like anytime he yells, I'm like, this guy is gonna die any second now. Then he handcuffs <laughs> himself to the rope. Yeah, and he's like, I remember, I remember this. He's promo. like, uh, hangs off the bottom. Oh, no. Yeah, he's like, Bischoff, if you turn the cameras off when they come back, I'm gonna be naked. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, yes. So funny. Yes, I remember that now. That I, is that is great. I love cocaine fueled Ric Flair. Thank God we have forty years of it. You so, pulling it up, Matt? Yeah, I'm pulling it up. I'm just gonna cut to the middle. I called my wife. She said, "Get home. It's over." I got on the plane. I sat down. The flight attendant said, "What do you want, Mister Flair?" And I said. Hell, I want to go to Baltimore. <laughs> Baltimore. <laughs> go a little bit forward. He hasn't right. gotten too crazy yet. All right. Wait till he starts bleeding. Oh, oh, ripping up cash. Oh, shoe hummed into the crowd. Yeah, it had fire on it. <laughs> it's a Brady level throw. Yeah. What is going on? He's throwing it down. Oh, oh, oh. Here comes the fucking. Dude, the fucking strut. It, beautiful. Oh, he elbow dropped the fucking shirt. This is... <sighs> I, I kind of... This is such a visual promo. It yeah. really is. Um, <laughs> he, Some of his best promos were on Nitro. When he was feuding with Roddy Piper, and he was president of WCW, <sighs> Roddy Piper was like, who the hell do you think you are? And Ric Flair was like, I'm Ric Flair, the president of the United States of America. <laughs> <laughs> In, in the same promo, he is uh, challenging him to a pay-per-view and firing him at the same time. <laughs> so He's funny. like, I will see you this Sunday and Halloween having, but you're fired, though. Is he, uh, does he bust himself open in that promo? No. That's got, like my so. least favorite He's thing. got the Band-Aid on his head, so I wasn't sure if he started fucking hitting it, because that's a classic Ric Flair thing. Oh, yeah. R- just ripping that Band-Aid off and just punching himself in the in the forehead. Yeah. So you see this? It open again. You see this? Because I was watching, I was watching eight hours of promos yesterday at work. <laughs> it's just on. Um, and now was, who's not doing things I know. at work? It was <laughs> it was background noise. Just got this job, by the way. <laughs> and he's uh, he's doing his promo against Triple H, and he's just busting his head. He's like, I just took these stitches out an hour ago. Yeah. I'm bleeding. It just starts. It's so gross. The classic Ric Flair crimson mask. Yeah. So uh. funny. Every year we predict he's going to die. That year, <laughs> that's been a thing on the show. He will live forever. <laughs> He will live through forever through the majesty of professional. No, history. I mean literally. Like I think there's so there's so much alcohol and drugs <laughs> in his system that it has it now just like it preserves him. <laughs> it's like a lot of salt. It's like a brine. Yeah, to, oh. yeah he's brine. <laughs> I didn't know this. That's how, and if you wonder why. Ric Flair aged about 40 years and 10. Now you know why. He's been brined. Right. I, I didn't know until on the way here we were talking about it that he weighed so much before he was wrestling. He right? weighed so much. He was a fat fat. Yeah, he was, yeah. A, he was a big kid. There's, like, a, there's a very early photo of him. I got to see this. He was like 300 pounds. But that and made, he like, was like big and he had a mustache. <laughs> and this was around the time I think that he like his hero in professional wrestling at that time was Dusty Rhodes and he <laughs> wanted to be Ramblin' Ricky Rhodes. Like that's what he wanted his his name to be. That's cool. Imagine 
but it makes sense. Like you look at his skin hanging there <laughs> all the time. Flapping he's got around. A weird, he's got a weird skin. He's got a, yeah. He's got a weird body. Like he's got like a weird build. He's got a hot dog skin. He does. Yeah. He's very. Well, yeah. At this point, he's tanned himself so much. Yeah. I love that. I don't know if anyone else saw it. They have those um, those Snickers ads now on the yeah. on, on WWE, and it's like Sheamus gives himself a giant burn in the tanning booth, and he comes out to see Ric Flair. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, because you know Ric Flair's at that tanning booth every <laughs> goddamn so day. All right, Matt, what do you got for number five? All right, my number five. <clears throat> uh, I'm actually going to go. Uh, this is the only one, but I, I wanted to to include it. Uh, a little bit of a, of an indie promo. Uh, because I, I remember seeing this, and I thought it was very cool at the time. And this is the uh, it's a little bit famous. It's the Briscoe Brothers from Ring of Honor. Uh, they're cosmetically pleasing uh, yeah. promo. Oh, yeah. Um, so this one's good. It is good. So pretty much uh, the, the backstory on it was um, the Ring of Honor has like their essentially like what their WrestleMania is, which is the final battle of the year. Uh, it's supposed to be like their biggest pay-per-view, their biggest payoff pay-per-view. And they were feuding with um, WWE, ex-WWE stars Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin. World's greatest tag team. World's greatest tag team. And so th- this was a promo that uh, essentially was cut on them to build up for the, the final battle. And But what what they revealed and what they did, and, and with like a lot of good promos, there's always like a mix between reality and, and like an actual promo cutting. So uh, the Briscoe bro- uh, brothers reveal that a couple two years earlier they went down to WWE and had a tryout and they it went well and things like that but they got the rejection from John Laurinaitis uh, essentially saying that they weren't cosmetically pleasing enough to be in the WWE people power because they're like hillbillies like that's kind of their thing <laughs> um, and but they also talk about indie like how important it is for like indie people to like pay their dues and you know how they when they were younger and they were just getting into the business they would set up the ring and the chairs and things like that uh, they are pretty gross, though. They're very gross. They're very hillbilly-like. <laughs> they are. But, but they lean into it, obviously. Yeah. This is how the promo starts. I think it's funny. For the sky, boy. They're from Rhode Island, which Let I think is hilarious. You know we don't like Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin. He has a thing of chew in his mouth. <laughs> our pro wrestling fans look at tag teams from uh, Monday night. You know, they put them up on this pedestal just because they was on Monday Night Raw. Briscoe's ain't never been on there. They must be down here. World's greatest tag team. Hooray. <laughs> Monday Night Raw, my ass. My My That's the number one reason why we don't like Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin because people, the average wrestling fan, the majority of wrestling fans, not all of them, but the majority of wrestling fans put them above the Briscoes by default. Now, let me tell y'all a story. About two years ago, about two years, was it? Two, two and a half. Two, two and a half. Two, two and a half years ago, we had a little trial match for WWE. It's before a SmackDown taping in Philadelphia. We went in there, had a little trial, you know, did our thing, whatever. I guess they was impressed because they invited us down to Florida for a week at their little FCW developmental center. All expenses paid. All expenses paid in the high. Such rednecks. But either way, either way, we was down there, you know, had a little trial. We was down there for a week. I thought things went good. I'm and that's what they said, too. <laughs> that's what they <laughs> said. And everybody was telling us, yeah, y'all doing real good. Y'all might get these contracts. This was two years ago. I'm just seeing dollar signs. They talking about y'all might get these contracts. I love how you can hear so, you know, the chew in his around. mouth. Yeah. <laughs> we get back home. We waiting. I'm, I'm telling all my boys, like, yeah. We did it down there. We getting ready to all be eating. It's going to be on our tag. 
We done did it down there, boys. You know, we hype. I'm telling my wife she ain't never going to have work again. You know, she can quit bartending. She, we got this. You know, so we wait a month go by, another couple months, we get a phone call. Apparently, the Briscoes are not cosmetically pleasing enough for the WWE. That exact word. Come on now. Exactly. <laughs> Please. Well, excuse me, Mr. John Laurinaitis. I forgot this was a damn beauty contest. <laughs> Cosmetically pleasing my ass. <laughs> That's pretty much, and it goes off on it. And uh, but I always thought it was really cool because um, it's real. It's real. I mean, I'm sure yeah. that all really happened. He probably did tell his wife. You know, imagine so imagine being like a, a an indie professional wrestler. You go down to WWE, go to this all expense paid thing, like they said, and like I know how I would be. I'd be like, "This is it, this is it. This is like my big break. This is gonna be awesome. The rest of my life is set, right?" And then to have some fucking the rug pulled out from underneath you because you're not cosmetically pleasing, according to somebody, that must suck. Yeah, <laughs> especially when you know you're really fucking good at right. what you do. They were huge. I mean, they're still pretty big, but like. They were like they were one of the top teams in like the world at the time. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, this this still in Ring of Honor. What, what about the fucking Bushwhackers? <laughs> I don't know. Like that was a different time though. Now it's like you gotta look. Are you saying nice. the Bushwhackers are not cosmetically pleasing? <laughs> well, I'm not saying it. I mean, don't body shame them. <laughs> Butch. No, they had great bodies. Right, and they're great restaurateurs now. Yeah. Um, but right. yeah, so that was a that was one of the I think it's my only indie promo on here really. But um, yeah, so the indie promos, wrestling promos are wrestling promos. If you're good at them, you're good at them, and it's just kind of like across the board. It, some people, that's another thing too, is uh, not everyone's good at them, no matter what. You know, like yeah. there's some great talkers and there's some fucking bad, real bad talkers. Uh, Roman Reigns, but um, <laughs> Tater Tot. What do you mean? Mr. Tater Tots are so good. Yeah, Tater Tots really fucking sold them. Everyone was on board after. Oh that. yeah, suffering succotash. <laughs> <Yeah. That's- laughs> Yeah. Anyway, that's my number five is the Briscoe's uh, Cosmetically Pleasing promo. Fro. All right. Uh, so my number five, uh, it is a classic one. Uh, it's from it's a Royal Rumble promo. Uh, this one, I'll just I'll just do it real quick. I hope it's the one. You'll do it? Or do you want me to pull it up while you talk about it? Oh, yes. by winning this night's Royal Rumble tonight because I'm bizarre. <laughs> I fucking love that so much. <laughs> because I'm bizarre. That's what? it? <laughs> That's exactly what it was. I We all used to watch uh, Rumbles uh, a lot at my apartment here uh, a while back, and we came across this fucking clip, and me, DJ, and our friend Chris were like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> what was that? It's B- British Bulldog walking into the arena. He's got his fucking full denim fucking suit on. Yeah. And he's got his rolly bag. And he's cut this promo. And he's like, I'm winning the Rumble because I'm the British Bulldog. And I'm bizarre. The, so- the most non-bizarre <laughs> superstar in wrestling history. Right. What year was that? Uh, this is the year Nin- that I think. 97, I think. Something like that. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't exactly have the number on me, the year. Um but it's just like the craziest thing I've ever heard in my entire life because it's such a <laughs> bullshit, weird-ass promo and it doesn't make any sense. I'm going to play it again. Yeah. The only thing that's bizarre is that he calls himself bizarre. Right. Cut. Cut. He's going to win the Royal Rumble. Yeah, the British Bulldog. I've got a history in Royal Rumbles and tonight I'm going to remake history by winning 
this night's Royal Rumble tonight because I'm bizarre. What? What the? What the fuck? That's how you win rumbles by being bizarre. I'm surprised Goldust has not won every single one he's been in. He immediately gets out of his limo and starts cutting a promo. That's bizarre, I guess. Yeah. I just there's nothing bizarre. I don't know. He also doesn't have a history of uh, great rumbles. Well, he no. almost no, he won. He almost yeah. won, but yeah. even still, it's not like one time isn't like oh, I've been like the last guy all yeah. the time. But he's you know what though. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. A British guy with really long hair in dreads. Oh, That's yeah. a little bizarre. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he had short hair at the time. Yeah, though. he, he uh, didn't have the... He was less bizarre and maybe not yeah. as on uh, crack at the time. <laughs> yeah. I, but that like that promo right there has always stuck in my mind as like one of the funniest things I've ever heard in wrestling. Uh, unintentionally funny. Right. Because yeah. I don't even know if he realized what he was saying. Yeah, maybe he meant something else. I, I like to think that he's walking away and he's like, because I'm bizarre. And he's like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Why would bizarre. I say that? Oh, bizarre. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe he tried to, he was thinking of a different word, but yeah. what word could he have thought of? Because I'm brazen. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. He, he had it written down, brazen. He's like, uh, bizarre. <laughs> but it's just one of the funniest things I've ever heard in wrestling, and I think it's just one of the best promos because it's so batshit bad. Yeah, it's batshit bad, and it makes no sense. None. And right. it does. It. Why would you say that? Has anyone ever commented on that? Like any of those like net like WWE Network shows have been like, remember I, this? I don't think so. I doubt it. One of uh, I was pleasantly surprised recently when I was looking through um, a Facebook article. It was like, who were you rooting for in the '95 Rumble? And it was like, like button for British Bulldog, heart button for Shawn Michaels. Yeah. And um, someone commented, and he was like, I was rooting for the British Bulldog because he's bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. <laughs> You stranger, you have no idea what you just did to me. It's yeah. such a small niche audience that yeah. I think knows this fucking stupid promo, and that's why it's fucking awesome when somebody's like, bizarre bulldog. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. But that's my number five, a shorty, uh, but it's beautiful. Hell yeah. All right. So uh, moving on to smacktalkshowdown.com. Yeah. Just want to reiterate it. <laughs> His debut. His debut. All, all, please reiterate it as much as <laughs> humanly possibly can. Uh, I, got, I got a current one. Uh, this one is The Miz. On talking smack, losing it on Daniel Bryan. Uh, it is my most favorite promo from like the past year. This is uh, my number three, actually. Nice. On you, you had a, you had your chance to talk. You, you're the one that called me a coward in, in the wrestling ring. I'm the coward in the wrestling ring. Yeah. But let's talk about cowards for one second. Okay. The reason I wrestle the way I wrestle is because I can do it day in and day out all the time for 10 plus years. I have never, never in my career ever have been injured. I don't get injured for six months to a year. I am here each and every week. But you sit there and call me a coward? Yeah. I'm the coward. Wait, let me tell you about a coward. Oh, so let me tell you about a guy who tells his W. WWE fans, the people that he loves, that he will be back. He promises them. I promise you, I will be back in one year's time to claim this title. But you didn't, Daniel, did you? But I'm the coward. Okay, I'm the one that they, doesn't love if the they, fans. If they would let me come back, I would come back. Oh, if, if, if you, you would? Yeah. yeah. You would. You you love that WWE ring. You love being wrestling. You love being right in that wrestling ring, and you love wrestling, right? Well, yeah. why don't you quit? Why don't you quit and go to the bingo halls with your indie okay, friends? Okay, I think you need to huh? calm no. That's not what this show's about. The GM have this. Thank you very much for this great show. But we're talking here. I need to talk to 
to you real quick because the fact is you're the one that calls me the coward but you're the one that doesn't get in the wwe ring again no don't you walk away from me daniel don't you walk away i'm the one that loves the fans i'm the one that loves everyone and everything you're the one that gets up and walks away every single time you're the coward i am not a coward i am your intercontinental champion and there's a reason i am the title that's where it starts to get messy <laughs> the most relevant prestigious title that wwe has and i deserve okay. respect okay. on smackdown live <laughs> jesus yeah he starts to kind of lose it there but yeah i mean again it's that thing of uh, that line you walk where you're like, is this real? Oh, yeah. right. Because Daniel Bryan just gets up and walks away. He can't say anything. And because I think it like it got to him. Right. Like he was like, well, why don't you quit? Why don't you quit and just go to the bingo halls with your indie buddies and go wrestle there? Right. And he was like, oh, I, I'm gonna Without I'm him? gonna punch him for real if I don't get up and walk away right now. So was the, it real? Well, that's right. the thing is most people don't really know. It was the perfect time of like blurring the lines of kayfabe and fucking a shoot. What was the context? Like, where were we? Uh, it was it like was a smack tongue. Uh, smack tongue. Smack tongue. I'm gonna go fuck myself. It was a. <laughs> it was. It's a show called Talking Smack, which is the post show for SmackDown uh. Live, and uh, Daniel Bryan and the Miz were feuding kind of at the time because Daniel Bryan is the the general manager of SmackDown, and he was. I don't. I don't remember the exact circumstances, but he was putting Miz in matches that he didn't want to be in, basically. Yeah. Right. And he was doing his heel thing. He was like, "I'm not wrestling this match," and it was like, "Take off or whatever." Right. And he had he had a mediocre like a mediocre match with Apollo Cruz. That's what it was at some pay per view. Oh, yeah. And then so then Daniel Bryan says to him, "You wrestle like a coward," and that was it. And then <laughs> the Miz was like, "I wait, I wrestle like a coward." Essentially, that whole thing was "fuck you," yeah, "fuck you." Yeah. Like I, when I heard this, I was just like, "Whoa, holy shit!" And this promo got like. Uh, recognition from all over the place too. Yeah, it like did. it wasn't just wrestling outlets t- like viewing this. It was like, did he just go crazy on TV and nobody knew if it was like was this legit or not? Which I think is awesome in a promo. Yeah. If you can, if you're like, that's that, the goal, right? And that's what that's one of the things. It's like unfortunately I know like a lot about wrestling where it's like sometimes I I'm too snarky or too. Uh, all right, we get it. You know everything. Yeah, man. I'm like really fucking smart. I'm a smart. Uh, no, uh, but you know I wish I still had that childlike like viewing to wrestling where it's like I this is still real to me yeah because it would be so much more fun um, I don't totally disagree with Daniel Bryan though well yeah <clears throat> I don't think The Miz is um, like he's never um, we've talked about this before too we talked about it when it happened yeah yeah I just like I'm I'm not a Miz fan I guess I like I The Miz He's a great fucking talker in the modern age. Like he would have survived back in the day being able I think he would have held his own against like The Rock, Stone Cold. Yeah. I personally think he can he can hold water to those guys. Yeah. You know. Yeah, he's, um, he's good. It's definitely one of the better uh promos now. Um I don't like he's good at talking, but as far as like <clears throat> his wrestling watch, ability, yeah, no, I, I get it. I would change the channel if he was like in the ring. He's not exciting when he's yeah. in the ring, which I totally get and I'm not a fan of like I like his in-ring work, but it's not yeah. Like in today's WWE, it's very like a lot of yeah. indie guys are there now, so they can I like know, yeah. wrestle circles he, around. He can them. pull off the cocky wrestler, which is like my favorite gimmick ever. Right. Um, but like w- when he uh, came back uh, dressed in those like sunglasses and like that uh, yeah. w- that weird yeah. the dick coat thing, yeah, I thought that was so funny because the rumor was that like a former champion was going to return that night, <laughs> and uh, the limousine pulls up and uh, the Miz comes out and he's like, "The Miz is back on TV. It's been a long three weeks, but he's here." <laughs> <laughs> but it turned out to be, I think, Chris Jericho was the actual WWE champion they were talking about. Hell yeah, yeah. 
Uh, but it's a great promo. That's my number three as oh, well. So. Number three, great. All right, so our number four. Uh, this is kind of blurring the lines too between what's real and what's not. It's definitely a shoot. There was a lot of stuff going on. For instance, Dean Malenko said that he had a thousand one holds. <laughs> oh, um, so oh. our number four is Chris Jericho and the one thousand four holds. Fantastic. <laughs> um, so break this down. <laughs> we so Chris Jericho and Dean Malenko had a cruiserweight feud in WCW, and Chris Jericho was like at the height of his cutting promos and uh Dean Malenko claimed to be the man of a thousand holds and <laughs> oh yeah sorry he, d- he didn't show up uh to Nitro one night so Chris Jericho took it upon himself I think he like challenged Malenko to a match and <laughs> Malenko didn't show up and then um cut a promo on Malenko about how he has a thousand and four holds and he lists them off He's got this fucking like scroll. It's like it's a classic like IBM yeah, computer it's like paper perforated oh, paper. Yeah. <laughs> um <clears throat> But like essentially, uh, every other hold is the arm bar. Right. And then right before commercial, he's like, hold number 10, right hand punch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the, what's the uh, gradunzel? Yeah, or, uh, like mosque, three, three-headed <laughs> moss-covered gradunzel or something weird like yeah. that. I got it right here. He was looking around the group of the NWO members wondering who was next. Jericho. This is when like it's hard, too, because as a cruiserweight, you didn't talk. Yeah. And this is a dude that was able to fuck. He had charisma. He got on the mic, and he cut this fucking thing. And he hijacked the show, essentially. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because he was doing it during the commercial. Yeah. I loved reading about this in his book. You know what? I want to dedicate this match to the memory of Dean Malenko. <laughs> you know, Dean, you let a lot of people down. A lot of people, including myself, down when you quit and went home after losing your match to me. You know, you aren't the first person to submit to the awesome power of the Lion Tamer, and you won't be the last, but you're the first that took your ball and went home. But Dean, you claim that you were trained by the best. Don't you think you've shamed your father's memory enough? He wasn't a quitter like you. No, he's got a line, guys. So I'm kissing you. <laughs> And your career goodbye, Dean. Because like the song says, in a mbop, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fast forward a bit. Yeah, the, he does the match and then... That is so fucking funny. He's wrestling Marty Jannetty. <laughs> right. <laughs> to reference mbop. I, I like how he says it too. A mbop, mbop. and it's gone. Since I took care of Mr. Gennetti so quickly... He's got a cup of water. I came prepared. Excuse me. Taking a sip of it. Malenko, you claim to be the man of a thousand holes, but I counted, and you know about 60, but I know about four, and I wrote them all down. Here we go. Hold one, arm drag. Hold two, arm bar. Hold three... The moss-covered, three-handled family gradunzel. <laughs> <laughs> and it just goes on. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Uh, full discretion, Chris Jericho is my favorite wrestler of all time. He's so funny. Uh, he uh, he is. And he, have you ever read his books, uh, DJ? No, I haven't. Oh, they're uh, really, they're really, 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 really good. Them. They're very, very good. I used to give shit uh, to Matt like a couple months ago about Chris Jericho, about a year ago, because he was getting really old to me. Uh, he was just like cool dad Chris Jericho, and uh, I'm turning around to him again. Because he's the best. He can reinvent himself many, and sells everything. How many books does he have? Three. He has, he has two. No, he has no, three. He definitely has more than two. Uh, what's the third one? 
I don't know what it's called, but it just came out, didn't it? Oh, if it just came out, I don't know about it. No, like a like a little less than a year ago, I think. Yeah, he definitely has three uh, for sure. He might even have four. I don't know. I always thought he had two. The I man of a thousand and four books. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, it would be so funny if he did that. Yeah. 1,004 books. The list of Jericho is the best thing on <laughs> wrestling in the last year, I think. All right. Uh, the list. <laughs> Whoa. Smack tong. <laughs> Smack tong. All right. So my number four, uh, my number four is one of those uh, skirty, shooty thingies. Uh, and this is, uh, this one I, I like. Skirt? I gr- skirty. Yeah. Skirty. Skirts the line. Uh, this was uh, when Joey Styles cut a promo on sports entertainment. Um, on yeah. WWE Raw. Uh, this I meant to put this on my fucking list. I'm am glad you did. So Joey Styles was a uh, was the commentator from ECW, and then uh, WWE bought ECW, and they kind of tried to capitalize on ECW's popular popularity by incorporating it in some way, and even having their own ECW, which was never like the original. Um, Started off kind of like uh, the original a bit. Sort of. Uh, you the very first match was Sandman versus a zombie. <laughs> oh, maybe not then. I fucking hate Sandman. <laughs> Literally the very first match. Ah, I wonder what that zombie got paid. Um, <laughs> so this is the promo where I um, the zombie was, and this was a big thing for a while. Where um, wrestling in in the world of WWE, they only referred to it as sports entertainment, and they only called the wrestlers sports entertainers, which Superstars. are a lot of what superstars, superstars, yeah, right. Um, and a lot of like indie people, and as Fro has mentioned, like the smarky people. Hated that because, and even the wrestlers hated it because they they know what they are. They're professional wrestlers. They didn't like this like veil that they were trying to pull over people's eyes to try to like make wrestling more mainstream. Shitty, it was so dumb. Shitty euphemism for it. It really is. So this is Joey Styles um, cutting a promo on it, and uh, it was great. It was great. Hopefully, it was an ad. And now, thanks to the magic of live television. I'm going to show the whole world why for seven years in ECW, I was the unscripted, uncensored, loose cannon of commentary. Six months ago, WWE called me. I didn't call this company because I was looking for a job. I didn't need a job. WWE called me. Because they had humiliated and fired again, Jim Ross. <laughs> Boo. Like a JR spot. And from week one, week after week, I've got an ongoing lecture about the differences in professional wrestling and sports entertainment. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. Hey, shut up. Say pro wrestling. I'm not allowed to say wrestler. I have to say sports entertainment and refer to the wrestlers as superstars. I'm told to deliberately ignore the moves and the holds during the matches so I can tell stories. Well, ignoring the moves and the holds is damn insulting to the athletes, the wrestlers, not the entertainers. And it goes on from there. Uh, there's a part in that promo where he's like, I am sick of boogers and oh, yeah. semen. And uh, everyone's <laughs> what like, fuck? what? Yeah. And then he uh, explains himself. Right. <laughs> Can talk- you explain it real quick? Yeah. Well, like, uh, <laughs> No, don't. <laughs> yeah. No, Vince McMahon would always like, um, like do these things where... Like he was like you know the guy who had balls the size of grapefruits. Oh right, yeah. I forget, yeah. he used to talk about like. <laughs> this was during like the uh, the Attitude Era, 
and this is back when it was like anything for ratings and they did a lot of like you know toilet humor and things like that and they were like very uh, sexual with everything they did um so that I mean, was yeah, that was about. the era where Mae Young gave birth to a, a hand. hand. Yeah. Oh, yeah, though that's a great fucking moment, though, in wrestling. That's my number yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> um, correction, it's our number yeah, one. Sorry. Oh yeah, careful! Don't blow, don't split up the team now. Uh, but yeah, no, D- Joey Styles was a, a great commentator. Uh, that that actually was an, an entire work. Um, but everything he said was true. But he didn't actually quit. And he worked for the company anyway. Um, but what that poser. That's kind of like the the thing I'm talking about. Where like even the WWE knows how to get you. You know, yeah. like you think you're so smart all the time. They know that it's like, uh, go out there, say what's really on your mind, and then we'll just come back and have dinner. It's like, that's it. Um, so they know <laughs> how to play. Like, everyone's just like, they can't pull the wool over my eyes. And it's like, oh, they do a lot of the time. So <laughs> don't act like you're uh, the most infallible uh, wrestling fan on earth, fro. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're up. Oh, cool. Thank you. Uh, my actually, my number four was actually the Miz one. So we can actually go on. You said me. it was your number three. I. I Read my pulling the wool over my eyes. I, I, I have the uh, my playlist on YouTube in a different order, so that's how a I, regular I Vince McMahon. So that was my here. number four. So <laughs> you can actually uh, go to your number three. Oh, all right. So I'll I'll, I'll take my n- number three, which is uh, another indie wrestler. This one is so bad. Um, Wait, is this your number three or number four? Oh, I'm sorry, it's my number four. Fro set you up to fail. I'm yes, sorry about did. that. That's we will right. kill him. Sabotage. Oh, number it's five a, was oh, Miz. I'm sorry. Yeah, number five was Miz, and so my number four is from uh, CZW. Oh my oh, god, no. Zone Wrestling. Can I just uh, go on record and say I fucking hate uh, CZW? It's <laughs> sure. It's known as the worst wrestling organization. But let's hear this. Pro- is this from who I think it is? Uh, if it, if you think it's from Zandig, no. Nope. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, Zandig. That's no. Zandig, not Danzig. Uh, is it from Zandig? Zandig. I thought it was gonna be from Johnny Moxley. Oh no, not Johnny Moxley. It's who's, a, who's Dean Ambrose? But uh, okay, uh, this now is I'm like interested. this is one of those promos that's become kind of internet famous for how bad it is, and you don't need any setup for it at all. <laughs> really, just listen to how like, he just is so lost. This is Zandig, right? Yes. <laughs> With Zandig, oh my god, what the fuck just happened? What do you mean what happened? What are you blind? I... Jesus! <laughs> there it is. Five of them. It took five of them. <laughs> Justice Pain. Oh. <laughs> hate Club. Oh, the Hate Club's dead. Nick Gage, Nate Hatred. Who do you think you are? Nobody does this to Zandig. <laughs> Nobody does this to the White Beater. Zandig, White Beater, oh. Nick Mondo. We are the most ultraviolet force on the face of the earth. Oh, my. <laughs> Yo, you're going to die. You are going to die. I guarantee it. I am going to kill you. <laughs> what is he doing? Yeah, he's pouring water on himself. Anything. This is just the start of fake UTV. I am the ultraviolet icon. This is Robbie Marino. This is CZW, the most violent federation on the face of the earth. You just wait and see how far we're going to go. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Holy shit. You are going to die. You are going to die. I've heard that Jesus clip. I am going to kill you. I've heard that Jesus clip so many times I never knew where it was from. (laughs) Yep, that's where it's from. From Zandig. And and, and and just that moment where he's like... Oh, like he just, <laughs> he has nothing. I fucking, he has nothing. I fucking hate CZW so much. Yeah. Zandig is such a fucking idiot. That's so, oh my God. So He owned it, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Wait, he owns CZW? <laughs> 
I think. I'm pretty sure. He's like, if he doesn't own it, he was like there from the start. Yeah, he's. Like, he's like an original. He's the wife beater. It says the founder and former owner of the promotion. There you go. He sold it to the husband beater. What uh, what does he look like? He looks like an idiot. He looks like like a shitty Danzig. (laughs) Zandig. I will uh, I will go out on a limb and say that all four of our promos were better than that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yes. I do love that classic Jesus thing though. Jesus. Jesus. I never like I said I've heard because that's in the beginning of uh, the Botchamania uh, videos. Yep. So that's where I've heard it a million times from, but I never knew what it was from, <laughs> uh, and now I appreciate it a whole hell of a lot more. Yep. <laughs> oh, Zandig. Yeah. All right, uh, raging hormones. All right, yeah. raging hormones are up. <laughs> Uh, our number three promo is Paul Heyman's SmackDown promo on Vince McMahon. Ooh, that was that. that what you said about my Joey Styles one is what I will say about this one. I, I I'm glad somebody put it. Okay, on good. Wow, that worked out really well. Yeah, Matt, but, look it up. Okay. Um, it's like ten minutes long, but it's essentially we'll get like, a little bit. We can cut it to it. It's a work shoot where uh, it's around the time of the invasion storyline. So WCW and ECW are going up against WWE, and Paul Heyman cuts a promo on Vince McMahon in the ring about how his um, two companies are going to take over and beat the shit out of um, WWF at the time still. And, uh, but there's also like real elements of like, how Vince McMahon was so ruthless and like drove everyone out of business and stole Paul Heyman's ideas, and it's very intense and so fucking cool. So I just jumped into the middle of it, um, so we'll see where it is. Perfect. And with that money, bought yourself an airplane with WWF all over it. I was hoping you would stop right here. Yeah, so weird. And you know it, you son of a. (laughs) His classic leather trench coat. Yeah. You stole Shawn Michaels' smile, took your company public, and made yourself a billionaire. But not a self-made billionaire. Like you like to tell everybody you are. Oh, no. See, you're a billionaire on other people's hard work. Your father, your father, Vince McMahon, your father went around the country and shook the hand of every... You know I'm telling the truth, don't you? You know in your heart I'm telling you the truth that your father shook the hand of every promoter in this country and swore to them that he'd never compete against them, that his son will never compete against them. And when your father died, (laughs) you competed. And with your ruthless, merciless, take-no-prisoners attitude, you drove everybody out of business. Didn't you, Vince? You ran all the competition to the ground and you stole all their ideas and you made yourself a billionaire out of it. Vince is in the ring, by the way, for this. Yeah, <laughs> right. it's awesome. He's right there. Yeah, that was brutal. He talks about how um, Vince stole his ideas. He, like One of his lines was, like, when Doink the Clown was running around with like green hair and a red nose, Stone Cold Steve Austin was drinking his first beers on ECW. Hey, listen, Doink is a classic. Okay, right. He's a wonderful wrestler. <laughs> the, one the of my face, favorites. The face of the WWF. At the time. Yeah, Which the, was awesome. The painted face of the WWF. <laughs> Matt Bourne. Yeah. Uh, Paul Heyman is such a fucking good talker. It really listen, is. I'll listen to him talk anytime he's in the ring. I was or uh, out of the ring. When I was listening to those eight hours of promos uh, yesterday, I came across this old, 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 old clip from when he was in WCW. When wow. uh, he he always carried around that fucking phone, like the classic cell oh, phone. Oh, yeah, the big brick cell phone. <laughs> yeah. Zach yes. Morris phone. I couldn't, like, I, I could tell it was Paul Heyman, but his voice is 
so much different way back in the day. Like, it's not even close. He almost had, didn't have an accent. Is it higher? It's so deeper. Oh, really? Yeah, it's Me weird. It's, it's super deep, and he has almost no New York accent, uh, which was really strange. Was that, uh, was he called Polly Dangerously? Yes. I'm assuming so. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But he didn't sound like him, and it was weird. And he was just mainly like a backstage interviewer at the time. Yeah. At least for the clip that I saw him in. And I was like, is that fucking Paul Heyman? Because I can, it looks like him. And it, they're calling him Paul, but it sounds nothing like him. Yeah. Huh. It's great. If you can, try to look up old, old, old clips of Polly Dangerously. That promo ends with, um, I think Taz like beats up Paul Heyman. Because <laughs> he's like talking to Vince. He's like, look. He's like, look at Taz. You took Taz, who was a machine. And one of the best wrestlers uh, ever in ECW, and you turn him into a like short, fat commentator, <laughs> and he's not even that good. <laughs> and then uh, Taz is like kind of like pissed off for a little bit, and then takes his headphones off. Uh, but the video cuts out, so I'm assuming he goes in and like suplexes Paul Heyman or something. Classic. Why yeah. did he become a commentator? Did he get injured? I don't know. He's probably like, yeah, this sucks. I'd rather just talk on the bike and get paid. Yeah, that's hmm. what I would do. That's what I do now. Kind of. Taz, what a fat idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, what do you think of that promo? I fucking love that promo. I thought it was great. Thank Unbelievable. You. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> hot, hot takes here. Uh, hot takes. All right, so uh, my number three is uh, from one of the greatest of all time, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, the yes. thing about Jake the Snake, which I think is awesome and very unique to him, was uh, he in, in, a, in a world of yelling and screaming steroid freaks, <laughs> uh, he was a very soft-spoken, like meticulous, like dark promo cutter. Um and it was it was great. It was like exactly what you wanted. I, I I always thought it was really really cool. And when I became like an adult or whatever, I appreciated it so much more. Like looking back on how how different he was and everything. This is just a uh, ninety second uh, clip, which is uh, which is what the length of promos used to be <laughs> back yeah. in the day uh, of him cutting a promo on um, Ted DiBiase uh, for WrestleMania. And it's coming. You should do an expansion pack where they have 90-second promos. <laughs> <laughs> I said that, you son of a bitch. When? All right. <laughs> oh, we got an ad coming. We got an ad coming. Here it comes, an ad. We should just start promo, like, just charging these ad companies yeah, for all the, the fucking companies. publicity that we give them. Oh, I'm going to skip it. Here we go. Jake the Snake Roberts, the match is at hand. Well, well, the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Here we are at WrestleMania, and it's the biggest match of your career. Why? Because everything you stand for is on the line, namely the million-dollar belt. Oh, yeah. It can be yours once again. You see, all you have to do to get it back is go through Damien and me. But you see, Damien and I don't forget. We remember all the times you made people grovel for your money. These were people far less fortunate than you. People who could use your money for essentials. And what did you do? You made fun of them. You humbled them. And you humiliated them. Well, now it's my turn. I'm going to make you beg, DiBiase. You are going to get down on your hands and knees. This time, you'll be the one that's humbled. This time, you'll be the one that's humiliated. And this time, you will be the one that grovels for the money. And how appropriate (laughs) that the money you grovel for is your very own. A victim of your own greed, wallowing in the muck of avarice. 
Longfellow couldn't have said it better. <laughs> Sick. So awesome. So, like I said, very, very different for the time. He's very, uh, that's what kind of set him apart. He said avarice. He yeah. sure did. I know. Right there. He said muck and avarice. Yep. <laughs> And, and it, it came across awesome. It prompted every wrestling fan at the time to get a dictionary and look up what that meant. <laughs> Duh, avarious. <laughs> um, yeah, Jake the Snake, one of the best. And that's how he was. He was, and that's how we. The cool thing too is like how we spoke was how we wrestled. He was very calculated. He was very. Uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He was very pointed, very purposeful. It was very methodical. Cool. Yeah, methodical. That's a good word. You that's, what, yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> Thank you. I'll have to look that up. <laughs> he was also a part of. Um, Probably my favorite Survivor Series team ever. With uh, him, uh, it was him, Hulk Hogan, and the Demolition. Uh, I was hoping you were going to say him with Dink, Wink, and Pink. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Wait, he what? took Doink's <laughs> children. Children. I was hoping that promo. Those was, were his kids. Yeah. I was hoping <laughs> that children. <laughs> that promo was going to be uh, him in Beyond the Mat, where he's uh, meeting up with his daughter for the first time, and he has the chocolate on his shirt. He's like, "The fuck is that?" And he starts. Like scratching it, he's like tastes it. It's like it's chocolate. It's like, oh, that could have been shit. That's <laughs> so sad. Uh, Jake Snake, one of the greats. Uh, Fro, I'm glad he's healthy now too, or getting healthier. Yeah, sure you are, you son of a bitch. What? Thanks, DDP. <laughs> um, so mine. This is a uh, a very classic one. I don't even know which company it's from. It's uh from way back in the day, territory days. Um, this comes from my boy. Uh, hold on one second. Let me turn this up. No. Okay. I'm not going to hold on. All right. Anyways. Let's go now to that interview. Oh, yes. Jeff Farmer. Jeff, a while back, what a match you had with Motley. Yep. <laughs> Probably the hardest match I ever had in my life. But I don't like it when things aren't my, going my way. Oh. <laughs> Motley Cruz, you turned the tables on me. You turned the tables in a wrong way. You got me mad now. Oh. I've stood around, I've listened to everything you had to say. I did everything necessary. But when you turn around and you backstab me one way or another, and you cheat me out of what's rightfully mine, that's when I get angry. Now I'm the one doing the challenging. I'm issuing a challenge to you, Motley Cruz. Get in the ring with me. Get. This time, I'm going full force. Jumping Jeff Farmer. Now, jumping Jeff Farmer. Ooh. Wow, I'm I'm sold. <laughs> yeah, I just I love it. I just love the beginning of that. Yep, we're here with Jumping <laughs> Jeff Farmer. Yep, it takes a lot for him to get mad. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm mad at you. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> this is classic. Like uh, it's maybe AWA, maybe one of those WCCWs. Uh, but this is like one of those classic territory things where it's like. Any, like, there's a lot of guys, and this is very Southpaw regional wrestling, yes. uh, which I think is fucking one of the best things ever. Oh my god! And this is one of those types of promos, just like shit. And this is what I think T.J. Perkins' character is supposed to be, like Joe Johnson or whatever, because <clears throat> he's just like, "What do you got to say about yourself?" He's like, uh, "Yep," and he does this, <laughs> he does the same thing. Yeah. Uh, and it's just such a nervous guy getting it. <laughs> Uh, just such a nervous guy putting a, getting a microphone right in front of his face. It's like me at Axis. <laughs> oh uh, my god! <laughs> what we went to when WrestleMania was in New Jersey. We went to uh, WWE Access and Fro. And so they had this like NXT thing that was going on all day during the uh, convention part, and they had matches and whatever. And then they had a uh, a, a contest, a very simple 
fucking game contest, and Fro actually got chosen to go in the ring and play this game. All you had to do was go through the alphabet and name something wrestling-related wrestling. with that letter. Oh, I've heard man. this before. Fuck. Fro, so Fro it? gets in there because I was like, oh, this is going to be great. Like, I, I tried to get in. I didn't. They picked Fro. I was like, hey, son of a bitch. That's... He goes in there. His letter is E, and they put the microphone in front of him. He fucking doesn't say anything. <laughs> oh, no. I doesn't fucking say anything. I froze. I was like, ah. Uh. First element, there was children that, that passed the first round. <laughs> oh. The fro got eliminated first round. And I, I, I had several time, like I had plenty of time to like they gave, think about what it was. Oh, my God. And yeah. I was just like, ah. Uh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. What? What? <laughs> I froze and I, it was crazy. I, I booed him Matt so fucking hard. screamed so much at me. He's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" I was so mad. And what then did, we heard Def Hogan. What did the um? What did the winner get? I, I don't know. I left it after. Got like a <laughs> WrestleMania like anthology thing. It was pretty cool. Oh. Uh, but, yeah. I, I, honestly, I would have owned it if I froze. I'd just been like e e e e. I'd just been like. Armbar. <laughs> <laughs> I could have said so many things, and I just fucking blew it. Crazy. Edge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Edge. ECW. Extreme. Anything. <laughs> anything. Any, you could have said anything. And you didn't say anything. Yeah, I said nothing. <laughs> I was like, all right, you're out. Yeah. But yeah, jumping uh, Jeff Farmer. Jumping Jeff Farmer. Jumping. All right. Uh, uh, number three, Dennis. Number three, uh, I'm going to the greatest manager of all time. Vicky Guerrero. Bobby the Brain <laughs> yes. Heenan. Second best. Who also, I mean, this dude would get... He would get his wrestlers over. He was the original Paul Heyman. Like he had wrestlers who just like wouldn't talk, like Haku or Hercules, and he made you hate those guys because you hated Bobby Heenan. So this one is this one I just think is really funny. This is from um, this is from the AWA days. This is like right before Vince snatched everyone good away <laughs> from the AWA. It's Bobby the Brain Heenan talking to Mean Gene Okerlund. Two fucking great. People. In this mm -hmm. area, well aware of the fact that a young man from down in neighboring Milwaukee, a very impressive athlete in the Olympics, I'm talking about Lorenz Susi, Bobby Heenan. You've got a big smile on your face tonight. Impressive in the Olympics. Who cares about watching a bunch of children wrestle? Who cares about the Olympics? Oh, it's a great thing for the country, but who cares about Laurent the Sissy? That's his name? Laurent Sissy. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Nine months they had to come up with another name, and that's the best they could do. Well, rent. That's the most important thing they could come up with in nine months. Shows you the mentality of his parents. Of course, he went to the University of Wisconsin, right? In Madison. Don't, don't take a whole lot to get in there. I guess you have to be able to, the entrance exam, you have to be able to write your name in three different colors of crayon. <laughs> I could care less your wrestling ability. I could care about your amateur background. You're in the ring now with a professional. I'm going to go behind that man so much, he's going to think he's stuck in a revolving door. I'm going to take him down, take him around, show him the town. I'm going to reverse, neck snap his neck. I'm going to dislocate both his shoulders. Then I might just paintbrush until my hands are swollen shut. <laughs> but another good news for you and everybody else. I have signed. I went to Japan in July. I was there the whole month. Aware of that? I'm not aware of what you're aware of. <laughs> I'm aware of my business. I went to Japan in July, and I signed the most lucrative contract for Nick Bockwinkel in the history of professional wrestling for any world champion. He's going to defend his title in Germany, and he's going to defend his title in Japan, and I pulled it off. That's why I manage you of the year four times in a row. And high flyers, you can run, but there's no place to hide. You're running like you're running now like rats. The water level's coming up to your bellies, and you got no place to. Hide. So, anyways, I, I I just needed to keep playing it because of that. I'm not aware of what you're aware of. I'm <laughs> aware of my business. He's, so good. It's so so unfortunate. It's like the irony of how he got sick. Like 
throat cancer for yeah, him. Yeah. Like, that was such a bummer. Such a shame because he is he is act like one of the greatest talkers to ever grace wrestling for sure. Him and Gorilla Monsoon is the best tandem of commentators. Oh, abs- personally absolutely. for me, oh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Just con- any sort of barb. Would you stop? Yeah. <laughs> oh, would you stop? Oh. Yes. <laughs> one of my favorite lines of his is uh, he's cutting a promo with Mister Perfect on Texas Tornado, and there's a line where he's like. When you're a tornado, you have your head in the clouds, but you don't have your feet on the ground. And I just think that's so fucking cool. It just like the shit that he could say was yeah. unreal. Like uh, the barbershop window. Oh, Marty Jannetty tried to escape through the window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I knew. Good. Oh, I knew he was going to do that. Yeah. But he also blew <laughs> the super kick. Yeah. <laughs> he uh, he blew the Hogan uh, turning thing. Oh yeah. He's like, yeah, but who started the yawn? Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you didn't know that? No, I don't think I realized. Oh no, that. yeah. Bash at the beach. What is that? Bash at the beach in ninety-seven. Ninety-six. Ninety-six. Yeah. Ba- ninety-six. Yeah. Like Hogan comes out and everyone's freaking out because um, Sting had was it Sting that got? Yes, it was Sting. Yeah. Sting had gotten injured and so he left the ringside area. So WCW was down a man, and here comes Hogan. And they had been asking the entire time. They're like, "Who's the third man with with Hall and Nash?" And they. We're like, ah, don't worry about it. And they just wrestled themselves. So Hogan comes out, and everyone's like, oh, he's here to help WCW. And then Bobby Egan goes, yeah, but whose side is he on? And Tony Schiavone's like, well, he's like, are you kidding me? But like, it it was like, oh, God, come on, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) He's so good. Yeah, I I really wish he fucking wasn't sick. I would love to see him on TV still. Like in any sort of Legends thing or anything. Yeah, Yeah, I bet he's got some great stories. But uh, he's got some great promos. The raging hormones. Here we are <laughs> do again. We ever. God, you might think because I'm not talking that I don't know like half of what you're talking about, but I do. Okay, sure. You're t- and, just uh, taking it all in, right? I'm just taking it all in again. I think you need it, a hot tag with DJ. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I hot tagged him. <laughs> and uh, so what we're doing, but so what I'm going to pick is sort of a basic one, but it was my contribution to this list, and it's the DX Nation promo. Oh, I do love this. When one. they were oh, the nation, it's yeah. uh, racist as fuck, man. It is. I actually <laughs> watched it. Up. Yeah, it, it doesn't stand the test of time, and you know. <laughs> In today's society, when everyone gets a fucking trophy, <laughs> uh, but it was a good, no, good that, promo. We that was great. It. What was the name of the guy who did Owen Hart? It was uh, like Jason Jason, Sensation. Jason Sensation. Thank you. I was like Jason Excitement. Jason. <laughs> it was something like that. That dude. That was uh, to me. A was the best part of the promo, and B it's yeah, the part certainly. that it's the only part that <laughs> stands up to this yeah. day. Oh, definitely, because he does the best Owen Hart impersonation Woo! ever. Yeah. Of course, <laughs> I can smell what he's smelling. Do you see my nose? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he does uh, a lot of uh, good impersonations of wrestlers. Like if you just look him up, like he does an incredible Ric Flair. Yeah, it's, it's so good. It's stupid how like it's like holy shit, that's Ric Flair. <laughs> and everyone does Hulk Hogan impressions, but he actually does a really good Hulk Hogan yeah. impression. Yeah, so just like him. Was he a commentator or a wrestler? Or, like who was this? He guy? was just a personality, he, and I don't even yeah. know. Like he was an indie guy. I think they was literally he? brought him in to do that, and he did a couple other like like skits and segments on Raw and stuff. Yeah, that he was. was it. Yeah, he was behind the desk for like a minute, just doing like yep. funny stuff with him, and that's yeah, that's really it. I got his uh, his little part here. So good. Living room right now. Hey, wait a minute. Look at this guy. That is nose to park a bus on his face. Supposed to be Owen Hart. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for a change. <laughs> it is Owen Hart. It's so funny they got somebody Owen random. Hart. Yeah. Nobody listens to me. Nobody gives a damn what I think. And what the hell am I doing wearing this ridiculous outfit? <laughs> I look like a damn road sign. <laughs> What the hell am I? A school crossing? 
<laughs> you know, I tried to be a tough guy, but I just couldn't grow my damn beard in. <laughs> and you know what? I am not a nugget. I'm a black heart, damn it. A winner, a soul survivor. That is Owen Hart. And if anybody smells what the rock is cooking, it's me. Look how big my damn nose is. <laughs> I, I remember laughing so fucking yeah. hard the first time. I, Sounds I, just like him. Oh my god, it's so good. God, I can't. Uh, I can't believe they did blackface though. <laughs> yeah, they brought him back next week just to do impressions on the commentary table, and he did more like. S- Hilarious lines of Owen Hart. He was like, um, he's like, I know I'm late, but my nose got here ten minutes ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so funny. Yeah, man, you would have been a perfect Owen Hart too for that. I feel like you and him have that like perfect like. You have that same sense of humor as far as being able to play off of like somebody's traits, and uh, I feel like you would be able to do that. Like, yeah, like really pick him apart physically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am quite the bully. No, no, no. But I, I feel like you would be able to fucking play off of that shit. Yeah. That'd, that'd be like, it's it's borderline punny. It's play on words. We Thanks, get bro. it. You're friends. All right. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Uh, my number two. Uh, this one's more like uh, an interview, but this was like pretty groundbreaking at the time. Uh, this is the interv- This is the interview between Jr. and Mankind. Oh, this yeah. was like thirty minutes long. It's yeah, it was like a thirty minute long thing. But imagine, like, as far as like being a wrestler and having to hold this character, and like, uh, and that's why like what Mick Foley was so good at was like believing his own character. Um, so yeah, so we, this like Mankind was just like. Uh, this is like mysterious, like freak, like sadist type of like weird guy. Uh, of course, he feuded with the Undertaker, as those characters always did at the time. Yeah, but you didn't know much about him, so they had this interview, and where uh, mankind just tells stories from his childhood and things like that, and uh, it's very, very disturbing. It was very cool at the time. They had his music playing the whole time. I just don't want people to hate me for untruths and partial truths and rumors. You see, when I was a kid, I played cowboys and Indians. Now, who were the good guys? The cowboys coming over the hill to rape, pillage, innocent women and children? I was always the Indian, Jimmy. I always stood for the underdog. That makes me a bad person standing up for what I believe in, and I guess you got me dead to rights. I'm a bad man. wasn't like the other boy. And it just goes on like that forever. And it's just like big dramatic showing. My, my favorite part of that is when he, at the end where he gives the mandible claw to JR and he starts like squealing like a pig. Yeah. I and I was like, oh it. my gosh. I think JR squeals like a pig too, doesn't he? <laughs> He's like, oh! oh. <laughs> yeah, this is what he, this classic like screeching thing that he used to do because yeah. he would, uh, He'd constantly like stab himself in the leg with something when he was uh, when he was like the yeah. all brown mankind. Yep, and he would like pull his hair out. Yeah, yeah. he he committed to the bit. Ooh. Sure, he sure did. Jeez, this thing's like four parts long. Yeah. Sweet lord! Remember when Kane lit Jr. on fire? So funny. That clip is hilarious. <laughs> and he like when he gets super intense, it's like Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's another one of those blurring the lines. It's just like my spine, so I can wrestle one more day. Whoopee! Let the party begin. I can't believe you sit here and ask me those questions. Do I bring it on to myself? I haven't done a damn thing to you. 
All you've done to people is mislead them and let them think that I'm having a time of my job life when I'm in pain. Don't you look at me with that smug look. You make me sick. A man of integrity. I would have smacked you. That's it. Being a child and <laughs> being a child and watching that is horrific. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the, you know they they just don't do stuff like that anymore. They try to do it with Bray Wyatt, and they they cut him off at the legs every time he gets any momentum. Yep. Mm. Well, now he's the champion, so. Yeah. Well, we'll see. <laughs> uh, Fro. Uh, so my number two, right? Yes. 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 Just make it sure. Yeah. Is it on your video playlist? Yeah, man. Shut up. Is it in order? <clears throat> no, it's not. <laughs> uh, so my number two, uh, this is a classic uh, kind of late 80s. By the way, we're, we're super pressed for time. <clears throat> late 80s, 90s, coke-fueled uh, promo. It's from my uh, my boy Macho Man and the Ultimate Warrior. Oh, two uh, straight shooters. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with them. <laughs> Never did a drug in their lives. Uh, this promo is out of control. Oh, I'd love to hear it. Two weeks away. <laughs> The back door is the Ultimate Warrior's back. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's literally just the Ultimate Warrior showing his back, and he goes, do you see this wall? And then just his wall is the back. Uh, let me continue. Because this wall is made of solid steel and is bonded by all the Ultimate Maniacs all over the world because we know how to survive. And at the Survivor Series... Was that someone trying to do an elderly man impression? It's, it, that's exactly what it sounded right. like, right? Uh, I don't know what the Elton Warrior is doing in that promo. Like, it's like he's about to sing. I don't know what he's doing in any <laughs> promo. <laughs> this is one of the weirdest promos I've ever seen with him because I've never heard him do that voice before. Forever yeah. and ever. <laughs> <laughs> he, sounds like, uh, he sounds like one of our uh, friends who comes on the show every now and then. Oh, Headline Horse? Yeah, he kind of sounds like Headline Horse. I'll have to let Headline Horse know. Yeah. <laughs> Out of I control? Mean, I mean, he brays kind of like a horse at the end. It's like... <laughs> yeah. like I was like, wait, what? Uh, but I, I came across this promo one day, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, Macho Man, perfectly fine. Ultimate Warrior, out of his fucking mind. He's yeah. He's legitimately crazy, or he was. Uh, R.I.P. <laughs> but like, just like the way he uses his voice in this is just like the strangest shit. Yeah, I've never heard him do that. Any Out other time. of control! Oh, you know what? He's trying something God. new. He's trying to broaden his character. I can respect that. I love the slowdown though. The, oh my <laughs> God! <laughs> and, then it, and then it leads into the growl. <laughs> well, you know, some things don't always work so <laughs> and, yeah. and the video itself also he's he's sitting there and he's like it looks like he's doing the ladder fucking with his arms because he's like he's just moving in these weird ways for no reason uh, uh, i warrior is a freak and this promo is easily one of my favorites because it's one of those just bat shit insane yeah. classic 
90s WWF promos. He sounds possessed when he starts talking. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's too bad. So funny. Dennis, number two. Number two, uh, Sacrifice 2008 TNA three-way match between Scott Steiner, Kurt Angle, and Samoa Joe. A TNA and, promo, huh? And here is Professor Scott oh, shit. to walk oh, you no. through <laughs> the math of the match. Scott Steiner, instant classic. say all men are created equal, but you look at me and you look at small Joe, and you can see that statement is not true. This is so good. See, normally if you go one-on-one with another wrestler, you got a 50-50 chance of winning. But I'm a genetic freak, and I'm not normal. So you got a 25% at best at beating me. And then you add Kurt Angle to the mix, your chances of winning drastically go down. See, the three-way at sacrifice, you got a 33 and a third chance of winning. That's better than 25. But I, I got a 66 and two-thirds chance of winning because <laughs> Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me, and he's not even going to try. So, Samoa Joe, you take your 33 and a third chance, minus my 25% chance, and you've got an eight and a third chance of winning at sacrifice. But then you take my 75% chance of winning if we used to go one-on-one and then add 66 and two-thirds to no. since I got 141 and two-thirds chance of winning at sacrifice. See, Joe, the numbers don't lie, and they spell disaster for you at sacrifice. Oh. <laughs> they spell disaster for you at sacrifice. I I love Scott Steiner. He has the most <laughs> batshit insane promos ever. Oh my god! I could, I, for a second, I couldn't pick. There's uh, between this one or the one where the Steiner brothers are facing Team 3D, and he just keeps talking about how fat this, the Dudley boys are, <laughs> and he just keeps saying "fat asses." I, like every time he says fat asses, he says it exactly like that. He's like, and you would run away, but you can't because you're fat asses. And you're just like, what the hell? Oh, so good. Yeah, oh. he's fantastic. 33 to third, 66. That was insane. I appreciate the 33 and a third uh, since that's my hockey number. So yeah. that's cool. Because mm-hmm. of the naked gun, right? That's why I got mine, not for yeah. this. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> you mean you're not a big Steiner fan? Yeah. I do. Uh, I do appreciate Steiner's like batshit insaneness. Uh, He's uh, whenever I listen to like a wrestling podcast, if anyone's got like a Steiner story, like they they love sharing it because he's he, crazy. He's They're as crazy insane. in real life as he is on TV. Yeah, Petey Williams was on the uh, Art of Wrestling, and he was talking yeah. about Steiner days, and he's just like, uh, what? <laughs> driving down, driving on the wrong side of the street, and it not yeah. being a problem to him. Yeah, he was like, I legitimately thought I was gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a fucking awesome clip, and it's probably one of the best promos to ever come out of TNA. That's true. That's for sure. That is accurate, yes. Yeah, fuck TNA. Jeff. Yes. Raging Hormones. Raging Hormones. DJ, I think you want to introduce this one. Number one. uh, Yeah, number one for you. Uh, If you like the show, show, support the show. But don't support the show. Go to (laughs) smacktalkshowdown.com and support. uh, If you want to support the top five, support that so that the game will happen, and that way I can play it. Uh, So smacktalkshowdown.com. We'll put a link on our Facebook. Yeah, we'll put a link. We'll push it all uh, for the rest of the the time being, and... uh, I'll just spam some other wrestling Facebook things. With it. Uh, Can I touch you, Dennis? Sure. <laughs> I love the game. Thank you very much. <laughs> See that asking permission and everything. Yeah, the game was fun. You heard it here. It he it, loves Triple H. It's it's awesome. Uh, yeah. So SmackTalkShowdown.com will bring you to the Kickstarter. There you can look at the tiers. Uh, back this game. It needs to happen. All right. So number one. Do you think there's a chance that we have the same number one? Uh, if it involves a certain person, then maybe. Ooh. I think there's so, a very decent chance that we do. All right. Our number one. Is CM Punk's pipe bomb? Nope. 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 Wow. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Go on. All right. Well, uh, one night on Raw, 
CM Punk uh, interfered in John Cena's match with K Quick. <laughs> uh, oh shit, that's who it was in the ring, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Which is so quick. Yeah, our truth. And Did, um, they called him K Quick? No, no, he, no. No, early 2000s, he was K Quick. You don't right. remember that? No, I knew that, yeah. but I didn't no, know oh. He was making a joke. Time. Yeah. Ah, um, being facetious. So we met K Quick one time, me and DJ together. Yeah. So that's why the raging hormones are just. That's <laughs> what, uh, I didn't mean to cut him off. So no, hey, cut me off all you want, all buddy. Right, hit it. Um, so he interferes in the match. Was it's a tables match, and then uh, John Cena loses. He's like, uh, you know, out of commission at that point. He's like resting on the table, and he's like out of it. And CM Punk starts cutting this like eight minute promo about um, he's just like airing every grievance he has with the company and it's the best like eight minutes of wrestling this is one of the most fucked up things i've ever watched wrestling like because it was like uh what is happening yeah because this is one of those perfect things blurring the line and you yeah. had fro went no to bed up. early and i woke him up <laughs> yeah i was like ah, i'm fucking done watching this episode he yeah. broke the fourth wall and he mentioned like other promotions yeah and matt was... matt literally fucking banged my door he's like you have to come out here now right <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome all right, so this is too much of the end. Blah blah blah. Here we go. Hope he's just leaving, but I'm afraid we're gonna. This was an instant classic, also. Absolutely. Sits down at the top of the ramp. Indian style. Uh, crisscross applesauce. <laughs> Sorry. John Cena, while you you lay there, hopefully as uncomfortable as you possibly can be, I want you to listen to me. I want you to digest this because before I leave in three weeks with your WWE Championship, I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. <laughs> I don't hate you, John. I don't even dislike you. I do like you. I like you a hell of a lot more than I like most people in the back. I hate this idea that you're the best. Because you're not. I'm the best. I'm the best in the world. There's one thing you're better at than I am, and that's kissing Vince McMahon's ass. Listen to that crowd. Yeah, they love it. You're as good as kissing Vince's ass as Hulk Hogan was. <laughs> I don't know if you're as good as Dwayne, though. He's a pretty good ass kisser. Always was and still is. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. I am the best wrestler in the world. I've been the best ever since day one when I walked into this company. And I've been vilified and hated since that day because Paul Heyman saw something in me that nobody else wanted to admit. I could watch this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's mesmerizing. It really is. I could go to Ring of Honor. I could go back to New Japan. Yeah. What hey, a Colt. Oh, yeah. Colt. <laughs> Jesus. Did you know they're not buddies anymore? What? Yeah. They, like, Is that a falling out? Yeah. I guess um, Cole Cabana went to visit uh, WWE when, you know, to like see friends or whatever, and um, I ended up like hanging out with the doctor that um, CM Punk hates <laughs> because he fucked up his like staff infection or whatever, and uh, I guess they had a falling out because of it. And then uh, Ryback and Cole Cabana wrestled in a CM Punk on a, uh, action that. figure on a pole match. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, he's he, CM Punk is very petty. I was going to say he's very yeah. petty. He'll be back. I don't think so. You say that about everything. I do. I still haven't seen that uh, Sting Undertaker match. You also said Sting <laughs> would never come to WWE. Yeah. Yeah. As, and as I say to every one of those arguments, uh, money talks and people love money. And there's money on the table and there's money to be made. So he'll be back. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But anyways, oh, yeah, that's right. a that is a classic promo. It's like a fucking instant, like instant classic, yeah. and uh, it definitely fucked me up watching it. I was like, uh, what? Yeah, because yeah. then like his they cut off his mic and they just yeah. go off air. Because he's about to tell a, like a real life story between him and Vince McMahon. All right, and, and like, I dying to know what it was. Yeah, and that is like a classic uh, old. I love that's what WCW used to do all the time was end it before it was actually over. And you're yeah. like, what the fuck happened? That's what they did with Paul Heyman when he started to talk about the XFL in that SmackDown <laughs> promo. Oh, yeah? They yeah. just cut away? They were yeah. like, no. You know, Vince McMahon came out. like They hit his music, and then he came out. He's like, all right, he's talking about the XFL. we got to get out of there. <laughs> it can still work. The XF what? <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's a, that, that's a op- top-tier promo. Yeah. Uh, my number one uh, is to, no surprise to anybody because it's me, and that was uh, Chris Jericho's WWE Raw debut. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I... I I watch this not super regularly, but I watch it more than any other promo. At least once every like few months. Yeah. Um, it just gives me like chills every time because like what a lead up to him debuting in Raw. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, the lead up was forever. There was just like this countdown clock that kept showing up, and no one knew what it was. And this is like pre-internet days, more or less. Uh, so not everyone like it's not like it got. Ex- uh, Exposed, uh, exposed, quick. and everyone knew what was happening. But some people did because they could put two and two together that he wasn't on uh, WCW anymore, anymore yeah. and they were like, "Oh, who could this be?" So this was, and of all people to interrupt, he interrupted The Rock, like the uh-huh. height of The Rock during on Raw. It was awesome. So this is, this was it. God, I love this promo so damn much. I hope you like the but ad. I do love the ad. Why does everything I pick have an ad? <laughs> Probably the biggest <laughs> pop in wrestling history. You think so? I'd say the biggest pop was when uh, Stone Cold came out to help Mick Foley win the WWE. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, fuck in Worcester, Massachusetts. Yep, of all places. All right, here we go. Cheap pop. And the Rock hammered earlier by the Big Show. And- Big Show. The Rock says, "Seeing as that jabroni you call a partner, the Undertaker is." Also, no Rock promo so far. I just realized one of the best talkers. Oh, yeah. Rock says, if you've got any fortitude and them little bitty things you call balls. You should jump forward a little. Uh oh. Very personal here. Right in front of. This is the countdown clock coming back. About to reach zero. (laughs) Booyaka, booyaka, 619. Lights go out. Someone gets shot. This flashes name on the Titan Tron. People go fucking nuts. Oh my god. I have chills. It's killing me right now. (laughs) I can feel my hair growing. God, it's Fuck. it's so, so good. fucking good. It's funny that you say that you watch it every once in a while because I do the same thing. <laughs> because I think to me that's the that's like my number one moment 
in wrestling history. Right. Like, that's the number one moment where, like, I remember watching that live and being like, oh, my God, he's here. Right. Yeah. It happened. It was, like, the perfect culmination of one of the, like, everything just landed perfectly. And what was so great about it is that when he left WCW, he wasn't, like, a top card right. talent because they wouldn't let him be. Right. And the WWE bringing him in to interrupt a rock promo was like, it was a dream come true. I was like, oh my God, they're going to treat him like an actual person, like a main event star that he is. Right. I need to watch that promo every now and then just to hear that pop. It's so good. Because everyone's just like, it's just when his name drops on the Titan Tron, everyone just fucking screams. Yeah. And And that music too is just like, it hits. Even when he came back like, Five or six years ago, um, I still was like fucking marking out in my house to save us. Yeah, one? yeah. Um, no, it was after that. It was the one where the he first glittery jacket. Yeah, he. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he came out and like didn't say didn't anything. say anything. Yeah, and then walked away. Yeah, like, what the fuck was that? That was yeah. awesome. Yeah, that was, it awesome. was awesome. Good commitment. Uh, yeah, it's my number one. It's Chris Jericho's debut. I, I, it's the best. It's the best moment, as uh, Dennis mentioned. Go ahead, Fro. All right. So my number one, uh, obviously, clearly. I think the most iconic promo of all time. Um, Prestigious King of oh, yeah. the Ring, oh, Stone This is what I thought you were going to have, DJ. Oh, no. Victory. The first thing I want to be done is to get that piece of crap out of my ring. <laughs> As we were just praising Don't Jake the Snake. <laughs> well, by that time, yeah. Because I'm proof, son, without a shadow of a doubt. You ain't got what it takes anymore. You sit there and you thump your Bible and you say your prayers and it didn't get you anywhere. Talk about your Psalms. Talk about John 3.16. Austin 3.16 says I just whipped your ass. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Come on, that's not necessary. All he's got to do is go buy him a cheap bottle of Thunderbird and try to dig (laughs) back some of that courage as the king of the ring I'm serving notice to every one of the WWF superstars I don't give a damn what they are they're all on the list and that's Stone Cold's list and I'm fixing to start running through all of them Chris Jericho biting Stone Cold uh, <laughs> Chris Jericho had a list of 1,004 holds before that <laughs> I just want to point that true. out uh, I just seeing the birth of Austin 316 is just crazy to me, and he comes off as the biggest badass, yeah, ever, mm-hmm. right there. Yeah, man, what a what a force he was. Right, and just like how he fucking transitioned to that was just so fucking good. And you know, he Stone Cold didn't. I don't think he really necessarily talked so much prior to this. Like he did, but not like to this extremities. Uh, the uh, this extreme uh, that he did to my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! I, 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 I realized that I retracted it real fast. Um, and you know, it just like this, just hit so hard, and it instantly the most iconic thing I think in wrestling. And I mean, this thing caused a huge culture shock, and just like it brought waves all throughout. I mean, yeah, it's really it's the birth of the Attitude Era. It yeah. really is. Was that moment because he swore. <laughs> he 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 brought up the fact that Jake was a Bible thumper and that he used to be a huge alcoholic. Yeah, um, it was it just everything that that era of professional wrestling was about 
was like birthed in that moment. Yeah, and I don't know. I just I still think Austin's fucking definitely one of the greatest. Oh, well, for sure. Yeah. No one's disagreeing with that. Yeah. And if you are, you're an idiot. We'd probably be watching WCW every week if Austin didn't do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. That is, prob- that is probably accurate. Imagine. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Hey, Disco Inferno had it, baby. (laughs) He would probably be a world champion. Oh, Oh my God. (laughs) Several-time world champion. The the Zack Ryder of his time. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, (laughs) uh, Austin 316, I fucking watch this promo every now and then, and it's just so fucking good. Yep, that's awesome. Dennis. All right, so number one uh, is the guy that I refer to as the patron saint of Smack Talk Showdown. He was our number one influence. when we when we were making this game, and he, I come back to him all the time, because to me he is the king of the old school promo. Uh, that is Macho Man Randy Savage, and this is the cream of the crop. Fuck yeah! Yep. Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan. It's a day that I'm certain my guest at this time will not forget. I'm talking about the former Intercontinental Champion of the World, Macho Man nothing Randy Savage. Nothing means nothing. Nothing means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? Or I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream. So fucking good. To the top. Oh, yeah. Macho Madness, yeah, has got more to offer than President Jack Tunney thinks that I got. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you something right now. Cards stacked against the Macho Man Randy Savage in WrestleMania 3. Yeah, let me say it. Yeah, let me say it out loud. And let me point to the president of the World Wrestling Federation. The Macho Man Randy Savage is not happy with your decision. Yeah, I am the cream in the World Wrestling Federation. Wait, wait a and there is no doubt about it. Yeah, you mean Gene Okerlund. You know that I'm the cream of the crop. Wait wait a minute, though, Randy. I've got to ask you very seriously. Do you blame Mr. Jack Tunney, the distinguished president of the World Wrestling Federation, for Ricky Steamboat being the Intercontinental Champion today? Yeah, I do, yeah. Outside (laughs) here. In my moment of glory. Yeah, no, I'm living in a nightmare. And I am the cream. And now, not only the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship belt must fall, but the World Heavyweight Championship belt. Because Hulk Hogan, yeah, I am the cream. The cream of the crop. And there is no one that does it better than the Macho Man Randy Savage. On balance, off balance, doesn't matter. I'm better than you are, yeah. And I'm talking to everyone in the World Wrestling Federation. And I'm even talking to President Jack Tunney, yeah. I'm on (laughs) my way. And nothing is going to stop me. Nothing's going to stop me. You know, just out of curiosity, Randy and I certainly don't want to diminish your tremendous uh, God-given talents, but but I'm very curious. I haven't seen Elizabeth lately. Yeah. Sure. She's on the outside of the <laughs> ring. Does she interfere in matches? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Zero. Yeah. Pure athlete. Yeah. And I've been uh, yeah, maligned from the top yeah. to the bottom. And because they can't handle the macho man Randy Savage, the cream of the crop, nobody does it better. God. And what's wow. so great about that, for, for those who have not seen that, please go to YouTube and search Macho Man Randy Savage Cream of the Crop. Uh, he has a handful of half-and-half half creamers. <laughs> and every time he says cream, he pops one out of his hand. 
And the whole time, it just looks like magic. Because you're like, where does he keep getting these creepers from? Uh, and there's actually a card uh, that's in it's in Smack Talk Showdown, smacktalkshowdown.com, uh, that uh, is a prop promo where you have to find something in the room and incorporate it into your promo. Because Macho Man used to do that all the time. Constantly. Like, he would take, like, there was one thing where he was, um, he took a, a, a coffee mug and he was like, yeah, this is Tito Santana's cup of coffee in the big time. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was another one where he actually brought out like a... a, a sugar. Oh, sugar. He brought out a pitcher of water. Yeah, and then he was drinks. like, I'm the... I'm the picture of excellence. And you're like, oh my God. Like, it's so great. So fantastic. I get chills watching that promo. I fucking love it. What yeah. if everyone's just like interrupting Macho Man while he's making a cup of coffee and that's why he has all these things? What? <laughs> he was in the middle of fucking. I think it was just like he would go to catering right before he would go to the interview and he'd just take something with him and he'd be like, yeah, I'm going to do, I, I'm going to make my promo about this thing. I'm going to talk about how I stir things up because I have like this coffee stirrer. Uh. Stir that. Stir that uh, the the straw that stirs the drink. Yeah, right? <laughs> that was Ricky. That was um, Reggie Jackson. Watch uh, watch right. him on our Arsenio Hall. Uh, he is so fucking funny. Anytime he interviewed with Arsenio Hall back oh, in the yeah, day, those are really good too. Uh, he's wearing he, real quick. He's wearing like this uh, pair of black and white boots. One boots black, one boots white. And he goes, "I see you got two different color boots." He's like, "I'm not racist." <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least we know that now. <laughs> it's uh, so fucking funny. But uh, thank you, Dennis, for uh, for coming by thank today. Thank you for having me, guys. One more time, smacktalkshowdown.com. We're on Kickstarter. The uh, campaign ends April 8th. April 8th. April 8th at 6 p.m., so get in before then. Yep, definitely do that. Um, yeah, so go there, smacktalkshowdown.com. Uh, thank you, as always. Uh, and I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode, smacktalkshowdown.com. Go there. Spend all your money. Make sure this game happens. And uh, we'll see you later. Smell you later.